Welcome to All Ears, Senior Living Success, where we talk to industry leaders to make sure you find success in your community. My name is Matt Reiners, and I'm the co-founder of Eversound by Uniguess, a trusted provider of digital engagement solutions dedicated to improving quality of life for older adults by giving them the gift of hearing. Today, I'm joined by my friend with the coolest glasses, I must say, uh, Heather Fremont, the Senior Vice President of Sales and Marketing for Maplewood Senior Living and Inspire Senior Living. Heather has been in the industry for almost 30 years and has been an executive director, a director of marketing and sales, director of community relations, regional director of ops, vice president of sales and marketing, and now the SVP of sales and marketing. Thanks for joining me today, Heather. Thanks for having me, Matt. Great to uh, see you as always. Um, uh, thanks for that great intro. I think you gave away my age already, so um, you can easily add that up. But um, no, all joking aside, um, definitely uh, excited to be here and, and can't wait to talk about some of the accomplishments that our team has had here over the last year. Yeah. Well, I think I need to let everybody know you started working as an ED when you were one. So you're about 31 now. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, so I know yeah. I shared a little bit 21. about your, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I know I shared a little bit about kind of the different roles, but I'm, I'm curious, can you share your background and how you got into senior living? Oh, uh, sure. Um, I guess I think I'm probably one of those rare people. Um, once in a while I run into them that I knew in high school that I wanted to work with seniors. Um, I had a close relationship with my great grandmother and grandparents and uh, took a career class and they talked a lot about, you know, what are the careers of the year 2000, which at the time seemed like a long time. Um, but, um, you know, I, I did some of the typical career testing and um, it seemed to be right on point for my personality. Um, and I love helping people. So no one better, but to help than seniors. Um, and so I knew, you know, graduating from high school, high school and going into college that that was the direction that I wanted to go in. So for me, um, it was kind of easy. And um, I was searching for colleges that had the degree that I needed to get. And so I was able to find a school that I could focus on gerontology and more of the science part of aging, as well as the business side in healthcare administration. So that's what I did from day one. And all joking aside, I was an executive director at 21 out of college. So that didn't know what I was doing, but you know, I made a, I made an attempt at it. I love it. I love it. And it's great. You knew yeah. early on and were able to go and, and explore that and found a program for you. Um, and I know Heather, one of the, so your communities recently celebrated averaging 95% occupancy. So I'll give you a little round of applause here. Uh, can you describe the key factors or strategies that have contributed to your senior living communities achieving that occupancy rate well above the industry average? Sure. Um, Got to start by bragging on the team here. Um, first and foremost, we have an incredibly talented team in both the sales uh, and the marketing side. So I feel very lucky to work with uh, very intelligent people, but also very strategic individuals um, that like to make things happen. Um, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with us working together. I've also, as you mentioned before, I've had a few past positions as vice president of marketing and sales. 
Um, and I've always felt that when you have those two areas under the same umbrella, um, you're bound to get better results. Um, we, we really have a philosophy at Maplewood that our marketing team is there to serve the sales uh, team and to help them, you know, whatever that means, whether it's helping with the customer journey, um, you know, supporting with tools or whatever, we definitely are working, you know, towards that goal as opposed to working in silos um, and just kind of making pretty brochures and things like that. So it's really focused on sales strategy. Um, you know, I asking about, you know, how'd we get there? I think it's having that strategic plan in place, which our team is, you know, really dedicated to each year. We spend, you know, a week working on a strategic plan each year as a team and really looking at each community and what happens in that local market and what the competition looks like and, you know, what has worked, what has not, and just really put in the details into our plan and every channel, every tactic that we're going to we're going to work through the year. And then, of course, we're constantly adjusting it based on those results. Um, and then I, you know, I'd also say it's really in the details. I think when people ask about, you know, how did you get there? How how do some of these communities have 100% occupancy? When I look at it, I really feel like it's hundreds of little details on a daily basis that the teams are focused on. Um, you know, there's really not one particular thing that you can point to. It's them really working towards that goal every day with everything that they do and putting and putting focus into those details. And then, you know, the other thing I just want to mention um, is, is we work really closely with our partners. You're an example of that, um, Eversound. And we have a lot of amazing partners and, um, you know, in all different, in different aspects from, you know, technology partners to lead generation partners and, um, I definitely have the philosophy of just really leaning into your partners and seeing how you can collaborate, how you can help them grow. And our partners have certainly leaned into us and have helped us grow in any way possible, are very accommodating to our needs. And we, you know, a lot of our success has been, you know, that collaboration as well. So I think it's kind of a little bit of everything, yeah. um, you know, and it, I, our teams make it look easier than it is sometimes, you know, it's just there's a lot of detail that goes into it every month and it's a continuous cycle, right? You get somewhere, but then, you know, our industry, obviously, um, you know, there's, there's occupancy for the month. There's your ins, there's your outs. And then there's where you're going to net at the end of the month. So, you know, sometimes that's the challenge is that, that monthly net every month. Yeah, no, a lot of, a lot of good understanding there. And I love how you're giving your, your team props, right? Because they're doing day in and day out the work and, and really leaning into those details. And, you know, I'll give Maplewood props, I think, in terms of like embracing and understanding the impact technology can have. You guys crush that. Um, and that's been since day one. Um, and now I know you mentioned how marketing is really there to serve sales. I'm curious if there's any specific marketing initiatives or campaigns that have been particularly effective in attracting residents. And if you could share any examples of what those successful campaigns were. You don't have to give away all the secrets here, though. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny about secrets. Like people will ask about sharing things and I'm always one that will share because I, I too, I truly do think that so much of it has to do with the execution of a plan. I mean, I could hand you over our entire marketing plan and you have to be able to execute on every single day to, you know, to get those results. So, um, but anyways, back to campaigns, I think um, I would say that our most powerful tool 
has really been over time, you know, not even this year, but but for the past several years, has really been harnessing the power of happy residents and families mm. um, through their testimonials, through their online reviews, um, through their comments, their feedback, really taking those things to heart um, and, you know, tuning into their voice and, and then, you know, asking them to share with others, you know, through your resident referral programs and things like that. And, you know, we definitely see that when a family member says something, it, it holds a lot of value um, for prospective families. They want to hear others' experiences. So, um, you know, we really have been fortunate to get a lot of positive feedback. We continue to focus on our standards and, you know, pushing the envelope on excellence. And then, take advantage of families that are willing to offer and share and just really utilizing their testimony, their comments, because I really don't think there's a more powerful, you know, marketing tool than that. So, I mean, their work done is, you know, tenfold what I can put out there with my messaging. So, I mean, that's what I would say, you know, when I look at it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the, it's the age old just kind of business strategy, right? Have happy clients and it's going to yeah. turn into more happy clients. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I'll talk to some other senior living community providers that don't understand that at times. I mean, I think they all kind of preach it, but definitely don't put it into practice. So, you know, kudos for you guys for actually delivering on your promises um, for that. Yeah, we're trying every day. You know, we're, yeah. we're, I always say we're not perfect, but we are trying to work towards that. And, you know, I think a lot of it is just listening, listening to them when you fail and, and making an effort to make it better and not do it again. Right. Yep. And one of the other questions I have about that, because, you know, you've you've got an awesome career, you know, not all just at Maplewood, but throughout the industry. Um, you know, and I'm sure you've been around communities that hover around 100 percent occupancy. I'm sure you've seen communities that aren't around that at all. I'm just curious, yeah. you know, what are the ones that are hovering around this 100% doing differently than those that aren't? It's funny you asked that. We were just analyzing year-end statistics um, and kind of looking at our communities because we do, we are fortunate to have some communities hovering at 100% and we we have communities that averaged over 98 to 99% occupancy all of last year, which is, which is pretty amazing. Um, and yeah. when I look at, you know, what are those teams doing? Um, it goes back to their daily stuff that they do is on point. So, you know, that's kind of been our philosophy has really been focusing on the daily and the weekly that equals the monthly that equals the annual. And I think those teams are, they've got it down. They realize they can never stop doing those daily things that work, um, that outbound activity, that contact with, with their prospects, re-engagement, getting people in the community, you get to a hundred percent. I think some people feel like, okay, I can kind of rest now. I'm at 100%. We know that doesn't stay, right? Um, you're going to have four or five outs next month. And so um, the communities that are consistently successful at that, they are, they're never resting that way. They're keeping a constant cadence of outbound and they're re-engaging with prospects. They're engaging with their wait list. They're they're bringing people into the community and they're continuing to keep them fresh and know that, you know, you may not want to move in right the second, or we may not have the inventory that you're looking for right the second, but we might next week. So they, they're keeping them, at, you know, in close contact and um, to be successful, you know, on a daily basis. And in many of those communities, you know, somebody's uh, the apartment's open one day and the next day somebody's moving in. So, 
um, there's definitely a way to um, to keep that funnel going and that momentum going in those communities. Yeah, it's fine. It seems like to me, right? It's like those daily activities almost become habitual. And it's just like the things that they need to accomplish every single day. And like really just kind of instilling that and helping people. I mean, everyone wants to win, right? Or at least you would hope everybody wants to win. And to your earlier yeah. point, the devil is in the details. So making sure that people are, are practicing that. Um, yep, for sure. And another question I have for you, you know, Heather, based on your experience in the industry, right? Like, it's been a rapidly evolving healthcare landscape, right? I'm sure the ALs of right. today were very different than the ALs of a decade ago. And I'm, I'm just kind of curious how you adapt your sales and marketing strategies to meet these changing consumer preferences, demographics, and really needs among seniors and their families. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, we just in the last couple of years, we've seen some huge transformation in marketing tools as, as one example, but um, you know, our team definitely tries to stay, uh, you know, modern, understand what's happening in the platform. We do a lot of reading. We do a lot of trials. We do a lot of pilots. We try to get in front of these new um, technology folks that are out there to, you know, pick us to try something. We're, we're willing to try anything. Um, but I think what I'm most proud of um, with our team this year has been um, really listening and getting in front of our customers. Um, and I'll give you an example of that. Um, our marketing team um, was able to speak to over 20% of our new move-ins this year. And we, you know, as opposed to doing a written survey, we did voice to voice. We had questions that we asked all of them. And, you know, from that, we were, I would say I was blown away when I read the results. Um, we were able to obtain a ton of information about the buyer journey. Like we have assumptions that we think, you know, this is what happens when somebody's looking at options, you know, what are their other options they're looking at? Sometimes we make the assumption that it's, you know, X, Y, Z senior living down the street, a CCRC over here and AL next door. Um, we were pretty surprised by what their journeys look like. We were surprised by the number of places they looked at, you know, their knowledge that they had, things they, they were surprised by, how they made their decision, who influenced it, what did they use to do their research. And, you know, we loved having those conversations with all of those folks because we really got a lot of great information um, and then took that and really rolled that back into our process, mm. um, back into our, our move-in process, our sales process, how we reach out, you know, how we contact prospective families, what do we do during the move-in to make it a better journey, um, you know, educational tools that we needed to provide. So, you know, I just love the information. And we did that in a couple of different ways this year with having that voice-to-voice -voice contact and really listening to the customer. And, you know, it taught me a tremendous amount of things that I shouldn't assume a lot, right? And um, we definitely have already, you know, uh, changed process and, the teams are are reacting to that and they're moving forward in a different direction and, and, and many different things that we were doing. So, you know, I think that's how we've been trying to stay relative, you know, relevant more recently. Um, but I think we have a lot of room to grow there. I think we want to continue to, to do things like that so that we can listen to our customers and, you know, you know, change things accordingly. And as you said, senior living is changing all the time. Um, our customers are about to change here in the next couple of years significantly. And so we really have to, to get our arms around what that looks like and stop just kind of moving forward every day without thinking about it. Yeah. I love that. And I, I think, 
you bring up such a good point of just like talking to your customers, right? Like I think there's so many companies that are almost afraid to do that at times because they're afraid of what they're going to hear and, you know, will start to get defensive if it's negative, but like just You're a little afraid too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. And it's yeah, just like, it's a little scary to ask those questions, you know? Oh, absolutely. But I think when we put ourselves in places of being vulnerable and understanding and like knowing what's going on and kind of where people's heads are at, it's only just going to allow you to get better. I mean, that, you know, from the vendor side, from the provider side, really anything like talking to your customers. And it seems like you guys are doing a good job of that. And, you know, it's reflective in, in the success you guys are finding as a team. Um, you know, we talk about the team, right, and the details and what they do every single day. But I'm just wondering if you could share any additional insights into your team's training and development programs um, for your sales or marketing professionals to ensure that they're excelling um, and really promoting your communities. Sure. Um, great question, Matt. I think we definitely have worked hard to improve um, training. Um, you know, all of our, our team members, when they join, we have a solid kind of onboarding training that we do that's a baseline. And it's a baseline of, you know, who we are as a company, uh, kind of our overall culture as a sales and marketing team, which I think is important for people to uh, understand. Because even though we might have people that have worked at three or four different providers, we find that the way we do things is very different than maybe the way they did things. And so we try to kind of start everybody with the baseline. Um, you know, with a written documentation, a training manual that, you know, the same, our vice president of sales goes through with them individually and make sure they can answer questions and really kind of make it relative to their market. And then I think, you know, something that I think has helped us significantly um, is we have a weekly, what we call training and topics call um, for our sales, all company sales. Um, we get on the phone every week. Uh, we started this over three years ago. Uh, you know, we just started talking about how, you know, how much there was a delta with people with some people could run reports in the system, some people couldn't, um, you know, how we got some of the repetitive questions about, you know, how do I do this event? How do I, you know, how do I push this forward? And we, we really looked at it and said, you know, you can only retain so much um, initially and even ongoing. How can we get in front of everyone and really move the needle here on everybody's understanding and you know, increase our conversion ratios, uh, decrease our sales cycle. You know, how can we do that? Um, there's only so many people to go around and do training. So we started these training calls. We're like, what can an impact make, you know, once a week for 20 to 30 minutes? And, and I think it's made the biggest impact. I mean, I've always been one with the saying of, you know, how do you eat an elephant? And, you know, this kind of proved that to us. We've seen tremendous results from it. We see a team that knows how to run reports, knows how to move the needle, knows how to get over objections. Um, it's an it's a weekly platform for our team to ask questions of us, to get in front of us, um, you know, talk through things that might be going on in all the markets that we haven't heard. Um, and then, you know, there's always a topic. I I think you've been on it before with us, Matt. Um, you know, as a guest speaker, but we we bring our vendors on. We have them give an intro um, to what, you know, what they do to collaborate with us. And then our team can directly ask, ask questions of them as well and have a, a firsthand understanding of the people that we're working with as well. And the team seems to respond positively. Um, we've been blessed to get some well-known authors and speakers on those calls and, you know, for some additional education for the team. And, you know, that seems to have worked and we've seen tremendous results over the last 
couple of years with that little 20 or 30 minute segment every week um, has really been has added, you know, added up and and made a big difference on the team. So, um, you know, and then we're always available to them. We always say, look, if you need something, I'm always available to you, whether it's the weekend, the evening, you text me if you need something, you know, we, our whole team has the philosophy of um, we're here to help you. And we know that we're asking a lot of you every day. Um, you're checking your leads at eight o'clock at night. If you need us, you call us, we're going to be there for you. So, I mean, that's just kind of our overall training and just how we help support them. Yeah. I love that. I mean, giving those open floor conversations, right. To better understand or ask those questions, you know, again, I think it comes down to honest conversations right and like really just trying to put people in opportunities to feel comfortable bringing those questions up and you know kudos for you guys for creating that culture where you you are doing that um and my my final question here for you heather and arguably my most favorite if you were to give other senior living providers three guiding principles as we move through 2024 what would you say oh that's a good question um I would say re-examine everything. Um, you know, I, I just said to my team this morning, Andy Cristono put out a great article about your website. We were committing at least 10 of the sins he has listed on there. Um, I think, you know, again, the buyer journey continues to change. What you did with your website yesterday should be different than today. Um, so I would look at all of your platforms, tactics, and say, you know, what, what can I find that's going to tell me how this has changed and how can we improve it? Um, you know, I think we're going to see a completely different year in, you know, the industry from a standpoint of how does it go, how does it go? Because the consumers, consumers are coming back to us. We're seeing huge lead, lead increases. I'm hearing this from colleagues across the industry and different companies. I think it's a tremendous opportunity for our sales team. So number two would be the details, make sure our teams are trained, they're on point with how do we handle leads, how quickly is our speed to lead, you know, what's our follow-up, um, making sure teams are thoroughly um, uh, trained in order to service those leads. And if we can't service them, who else is going to service them? You know, do you need somebody else on the team um, and the details of that? And then lastly, let's see, uh, I would say watch out for AI. Because, you know, as we all know, we're going to look back at this year and think what just happened. Um, but, you know, there's lots of tools. I've, I've been privileged to be part of a, a group that's kind of reading together and lots of great conversations on where we're going with this. But there's so many marketing and sales tools that um, I encourage everybody to be looking at, sharing information. I know we're all doing it as colleagues right now. And I think it's going to make major changes to every industry. But Lots of opportunity for senior living. So those would be my three. Good three. And yeah, I would completely agree on the AI thing. I think a lot of people are freaked out by it, but I keep trying to tell people like it's a tool, learn to use it to your advantage or be left behind. And uh, yeah, there's just a a lot of cool things out there. But uh, Heather, I want to thank you so much. I also want to thank you for sending my my new favorite notebook here. Um, we appreciate you so much. And, you know, you're definitely one of the best and brightest in this industry. And it's, you know, no, no surprise that Maplewood seems to be crushing it. So good job. Way to go. Yeah. Well, ditto, Matt. We we love partnering with you. Um, and you're you're one of those people in the industry that we've always loved. And, you know, we thank you for your support and collaboration. 
If you'd like to know when we post the next episode, make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you're interested in how Eversound can help improve the quality of life in your community, find out more at eversoundhq.com.